Chicago Baseball Conversation on the new flagship home of the Sox, 720 WGN. Good afternoon, White Sox Weekly on the air, followed by the beat. Mark Carmen, Harry Tynowitz with you until 7 o'clock this afternoon. Hope you're having a great Saturday. Nikki Delmonico on the show today. Nikki D. Getting ready for spring training in Sox Fest, which is next weekend. He'll be with us right after 4.35. Harry Tino, it's good to see you, sir. It is very good to see you, Carm. Happy to be here with you. And uh, White Sox fans, just uh, six days until Sox Fest hits the city. Six days till Sox Fest and the Manny Machado rumors continue to be front and center. Uh Yahoo Sports, Harry, two hours ago, writing it up here. The Phillies and White Sox have dominated much of the conversation around Machado. But uh, Annie Martino, Harry, now Mm -hmm. of SNY out in New York, says they may have some stiff competition as the clock winds down. Uh, Two mystery teams. There's always been one mystery team. Right, now there's two. Now we got two mystery teams, Uh, John Heyman. Adds that uh, one of those mystery teams currently has the highest bid. We've heard that Manny Machado, from some sources, is going to take the most money. We've heard that the White Sox have offered seven years and $175 million. We've heard the agent for Manny Machado say that is not true. He was very upset. So a lot's going on here, and we don't, obviously, we're not in, we're not privy to every conversation. We don't know. We're just obviously reporting what is out there in the rumor sphere, if you will. And that agent is Dan Lozano, and Dan got very upset that this was uh, reported poorly, he said. He wants it to be known that the facts and figures quoted on Manny Machado were not correct. Now, Manny's dad spoke with Dominican uh, Republic Radio this week, and he said that there are two other teams also, and that it's the team that you least suspect. In fact, here's his quote. The team people are overlooking would be the one to sign the superstar free agent. So who do we think so it that is? That means not the Sox, according to that, because everybody's looking at the Sox. Right, and who knows if these two teams exist. Maybe they're just posturing to Probably try posturing. to get, get more money out of the White Sox, out of the Phillies. When's the last time you postured, by the way? I'm a big posturer. You got you got to posture in life. Uh, so that's uh, look, we're we're all waiting, and uh, we'll talk to Nikki Delmonico at the bottom of the hour, who played against uh, Manny Machado when he was in high school. Uh, he's been down in Arizona. Working out, getting ready for spring training, coming around the corner, and getting it's, ready to come to Sox Fest. here, man. Feb 13th, pitchers and catchers and Carm report. Right, right. A bunch of White Sox, by the way, are already at the complex in Glendale getting ready. Uh, Carlos mm-hmm. Rodon is down there. Manny Machado's down there. Rodon is a beast. Manny, did I say Manny Machado's down yeah. there? Yeah. That was, that was not good. Manny Machado's in Miami, and what's he wearing? Carlos Rodon, Nicky Delmonico, and company are talking about Manny Machado down at uh, spring training. Mm-hmm. What is uh, Manny Machado wearing on his head in Miami as he's walking around hanging out with his friends? That was another thing this week. It appears that Manny is wearing a white socks cap backwards. Come on. That Come on. Well, look, at the end of the day, he should pick the white socks, right? Come on, man. You're going to be the guy 
in the city with the resurgence a coming. Right. But we'll see someday in the future. Maybe can't be that far off. You wouldn't think, but I do you think are you would okay. I, I, I still think that there's part I, I still think that even though they're both gonna get gobs and gobs of money, that Harper's kinda waiting on Manny and Manny's kinda waiting on Bryce. Manny's gotta know he's gotta go first. And he doesn't have to. I think I think he'd like to. See, I think it's better almost to go second because you let the first guy set the market and then well if in Machado's mm-hmm. case He's got to know that he's not getting as much as Bryce Harper, right? Although all these guys have crazy egos, and he probably thinks he's a better player than Bryce, and he plays a more premium position. Hey, I can play short. Bryce is an outfielder. Factor that into the pay. Mm -hmm. Look at my numbers last year compared to Bryce Harper's numbers last year. Far superior. By the way, my team went deeper in the playoffs. And do you think he'll play short for the Sox? I think he'll play third. I can't imagine moving Tim Anderson off a of shortstop from right. what he did last year. That would be that would be highly. Um, it it wouldn't be fair, but you got to do. And, and that's the thing. At the end of the day, Tim Anderson's a better shortstop than Manny Machado. So right. you're, you're, you're trying to win base. And Manny's a great. Manny's a terrific defensive third baseman. Whereas Harper's like an average outfielder at best. And a Manny Machado, I don't. I doubt these are the conversations. But if they were, hey, White Sox, the only way I'm coming there is if I get to play shortstop, I would tell him, sorry, pal, I'm not turning the team over to you. You're going to play third base for us. That's where you belong. I, I wouldn't, if that was his mindset, I wouldn't want him on the team, no matter how talented he is. You don't win with guys like right. that. Now, Nick Madrigal, they say, can play short, but he's a second baseman. Moncada is a second baseman who they say could play third. Right. Well, Ricky Renteria will have to figure all this out. That's why he gets paid the big bucks. Mm-hmm. Hey, whether you're looking to head to the ballpark with 20 people or a few hundred, like the amount of people that want to hang out with Harry every week, yeah. uh, the Chicago White Sox have the perfect option for you. You can call 312-674-1000 for information on group outings for 2019. White Sox fans, join us January 25th, a.k.a. Friday through January 27th for Sox Fest 2019 at the Hilton Chicago. Single day, two day, and hotel packages are on sale right now for the greatest weekend of White Sox baseball until the season starts. You won't want to miss. Visit whitesox.com slash SoxFest to purchase your tickets today. So Rich King, WGN-TV, has been down in Arizona, mm-hmm. and he ran into Tom Pachorik, who, of course, did some games uh, last year. Wimpy. The Wimperoo with the Hawkeroo last year. Hawk, we're going to miss you this season, even though you'll be out at the ballpark. So when we come on back here, we will play a little Wimpy and Rich King. That's that's history right there. Just a little little snippet of conversation. Dan Long, what are we going to hear? Uh, what's the topic of conversation on this? I should know that. Well, they paint with a broad brush a little bit, but they start out uh, just taking a look at the AL Central as a whole. All right. Which the White Sox have visions of winning in 2019. Wimpy and the King. Wimpy and the King. Did you ever, you ever uh, hang out with a rich king at a ballpark near you, Harry? Um, I, I, I've met Rich. I've talked to Rich. I'm a big Dan Roan guy. I enjoy my Dan Roan time. And, of course, now that JP is over there. You know, love JP. Sunday night instant replay. Is that you? I, I'm just. I'm all over it. I love him. He and Josh uh, Friedman on uh, you know six o'clock on CLTV. What about Dave Ennett on WGN TV? Let me tell you something. Dave Ennett's a Chicago institution. What about Annie Mazur on CLTV? 
You want to want to know what a big supporter I am of Andy Mazur? Let's hear it. I was watching and listening to Andy Mazur on the Windy City Bulls last night. Oh my God! Okay, so don't tell me I don't support the Maze King. I did. Did I come close to saying anything like that? But that's really a sad Friday night. Windy City Bulls. Hey, and Mazur. I got back from uh, the uh, Evanston game. You know, here's. Hey, can I tell you something cool about Northwestern? Sure. Because you, you love Northwestern basketball. You bleed purple. Who doesn't? Okay, so Northwestern's men's team last year during the renovation. Women's the, team. I'm starting the story uh, by fault. explaining that the men's team <laughs> played bad. out in Rosemont, Illinois. Correct. My bad. Now, the men's team draws huge crowds. The women's team does not draw the crowds that the, the men do. So the, the women's team played at Bairdsley Gym which is at Evanston High School. Uh Northwestern's athletic department purchased two jumbotrons and put them up on either side of the court. And the uh, women are, of course, now sharing with the men this gorgeous, this jewel of a basketball court up in Evanston. And uh, they left the jumbotrons. So the high school kids get to do like a college, like an NBA introduction on the scoreboard. It is so cool. Maybe I could get that PA gig. You think that's available? It might be. I would love to do Evanston High School PA. They looked pretty good last night. And now, the starting lineup for your Evanston Wildkits. 15, Blake Peters. I mean, Ray Clay got launched from UIC, and then it didn't, you know, he, mm-hmm. had, he had a great run until... Came to an end. Hey, the White Sox Newborn Club is the perfect gift for the newest member of your family. The package includes a Southpaw onesie, a hat, a White Sox bib, customized White Sox birth certificate. You can purchase to purchase yours today at WhiteSox.com slash newborn. All right, coming on back, the, the uh, Wimperoo and Rich King on White Sox Weekly on 720 WGN. White Sox Weekly, good afternoon, 420 on a beautiful Saturday. Okay, I'm overstating that it's not really beautiful outside at all, but it's not. It's the snow has stopped. It's it's not that cold. Just embrace the day. I fell twice this morning when I was uh, no, cleaning you... my yeah because I you know I, I back into the driveway and normally I'm like right in the center, but I was a little bit closer to the right hand side, so I, I got the snow off the left hand side, the front windshield, worked my way around to the passenger side, and thought I had more driveway, and I didn't, and I so I slipped. And then I got up, and within seconds, I slept a second time. But you know what I did? I picked myself up and got back in the race. You know, when you get older, Harry, that's what happens. That's not because I got older. It's you... because the snow was covering where the driveway ended and where the uh, lawn started. I've noticed that you've had a little problem lately with your balance. Are you sure something is, uh, is everything okay? I got pulled over the other night, and the cop said, uh, you're weaving. Have you been drinking? And I said, no, I have a problem with my balance. Is that what was? <laughs> Did this actually happen? Yeah. Right in front of that same damn Arby's that always gives me trouble on Dempster. And, but you haven't had a drink now in how long? Uh, seven years and ten months. How about my, that? My program does not allow me to say eight years till I get to eight years. Well, that's uh, accuracy is huge. Seven years and ten months. Congratulations, mm-hmm. for real. Well, that's thank awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, and that was... Uh... And I realized how thin the ice is. Like People say, oh, you made it. You know, I would have never thought you made it. I haven't made it. I'm just... You know, I, I I walk on thin ice. It's you're on the journey. One day I'm on t- the journey. Yep, there you go. All right, here let's uh, let's get Rich King and Tom Pachork on the 
White Sox Weekly. And uh, again, Rich is down in spring training, and he ran into Wimperu, and they started discussing what the Sox can do in 2019 and uh, specifically looking at that division. You know, if all this great young talent comes to fruition, uh, I think they could be competitive this year. You know, Cleveland is still very good, but they're on a, on a decline because they're, they're not a big market. Right. And they're not going to be able to afford all these guys for X amount of years. So I think this is the time for the Sox to strike. And if acquiring a Manny Machado uh, with the rest of the guys that they've, uh, they have in that lineup, that could be a big boost to the team. But my only apprehension would be who's going to be the starting pitchers and who's going to get people out early in the game. It looks like they're trying to... Uh, you know, uh, settle up that uh, the bullpen, especially in the late innings, and uh, it looks like the moves that they made have been quite, uh, quite good. But uh, I think the the first five innings might be the telltale thing for the White Sox this year. I think the pitching is the key. Obviously, is a long way to go with that. But you know, you raised a good point, Tom, about uh, striking. The Indians got rid of some guys, free agency, whatever, and you know maybe the White Sox changed their thinking and let's go for it a little more. Well, no, yeah, and you know Detroit is not going to be a strong team. I don't think Minnesota is that good uh, either, and Kansas City is certainly on the downside right now. So this would be a a good time for the Sox to contend, and maybe you know if if Cleveland isn't healthy, well they've got a lot of young great players still, but they, I don't know if they have enough backups. And if their pitching staff has any injuries whatsoever, that would be a time for maybe to, to contend with them, even though, you know, you'd have to say that Cleveland certainly would be the team that should dominate in the American League Central. You mentioned the pitching. Last year, Giolito had good moments, bad moments. Lopez had a pretty good year all the yeah. way around. So there's building blocks there. Rodon had uh, started strong. Uh, what's your assessment of that? Well, Rodon has got to be the number one guy for me, Rich. I think that uh, he's got the ability... You know, he's got that Steve Carlton-like breaking ball. You know, when, the, the, when I first saw him pitch, when he was really on his game, I said, wow, this guy's impressive. But the thing for uh, Carlos is he's got to stay healthy, and he's got to start 30 ball games a year and be the guy that uh, stops a slump. And uh, the other guys rally around him because he's been around a long time now, and it's time for him to be that number one guy to hopefully replace uh, Chris Sale. You know, that's going to be hard to do. do. Uh, One guy that came on last year was Anderson, the shortstop. Uh, Had a bit of a slow start, worked on his play on shortstop. Looks like he's wrong. That's what they want. want. Well, Timmy's a great athlete. I'll tell you what, he he can uh, run, and and he has all the essentials to be a a five-tool type guy. You know, a guy, but he's got to pick up the average a little bit, but he's got power for a shortstop. My goodness, he's got his much power as more shortstops in the league but of course that that's a position that there's some studs out there too mm-hmm. but Timmy can represent the Sox very well over there and I think uh, with his speed he could really enhance the ball club and, and, and be a guy that uh, can either hit in the top of the lineup if he gets the walks or at the bottom of the lineup and, and actually drive in some runs and use his power What did you see from Moncada? He's got to be able to make contact. You know, that's the thing. Uh, you know, those 200 strikeouts, to me, are unacceptable. <laughs> I know in this day and age of sabermetrics, everybody says, well, we don't pay much attention. Uh-uh, not me. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm still old school, Rich. I will, I will take that to my grave, I'm sure. And I'm not a sabermetrics fan, but I don't like seeing guys striking out. I want that guy to be able to move runners over and uh, get them in from third with less than two outs. Those kind of things, to me, are much more important than launch angle and hitting X amount of home runs Well, uh, where the strikeout tells you. you And the Sox definitely have to improve on that. 
you know, you when you set a major league record for strikeouts by a team, that's not good. Right. You know, and you know the chances of losing that's are just enhanced by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a contact guy, and I, I I don't know what's wrong with a single. I don't know why these guys won't settle for it anymore. But that's that's pretty much my position on it. Everybody loves the long ball, Wimperoo. Appreciate uh, him sitting down with Rich King. That's good stuff right there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. One of the things for Johan Moncada this year is going to be putting the ball in play more. You know, I, I think it's worth just for a second just recapping the offseason here. Uh, you know, the, the Sox have uh, Alex Colome, who came over from Seattle. Do you remember how that happened? Uh, how good's your memory here? Uh, it's been a lot of moves. It, it, a lot of moves. I count um, uh, three pitchers and uh, three position players. Uh, they traded Omar to the Mariners mm-hmm. to get Colome right. Uh, they re-upped with Larry Garcia. They let Avi Garcia go. Today he signs with Tampa Bay. He signs a one-year deal with the Rays. Uh, close, Th- close. Three, yes, go ahead. Three and a half million with incentives. He's the six million dollar man. He can he can make up to six million bucks. I think that's a great job of the Rays right there. Good value there. He went down. His, his average dropped like a hundred points last year. He had a rough year, no doubt about it. But still, a career it, high for homers. Still in the middle of his prime. I think Avi can do some things here. Uh, Matt Davidson was non-tendered. He's still out there as a free agent. The Sox uh, traded for Ivan Nova from the Pirates, so that's going to be your James Shields replacement. Yonder Alonso comes over from Cleveland, Mm -hmm. so we'll see some DH, some first baseman, uh, some first base action there. And uh, Yonder, of course, uh, brother-in-law to Manny Machado as we wait, and then his best buddy. John Jay is signed. That was on the ninth, and I'm skipping over James McCann. The uh, catcher. The catcher coming over from the Tigers on a one-year deal as well. So it's been – I mean, the White Sox have been And, and Herrera, the pitcher. Calvin Herrera signs a two-year deal mm-hmm. uh, with the White Sox. Two-year contract with the option for a third series. And uh, just some other minor man- maneuvers, Charlie Tilson – who uh, a huge fan of him. He was designated for Simon back on the ninth. Nobody picked him up, so the White Sox sent him to the minors a week later. The jury is still out on Charlie Tilson. Charlie Tilson's had to deal with more injuries than a lot of guys deal with in their entire career, and he's just like his career is just embarking. I, I think the jury is out on Charlie Tilson. He could be an everyday player. Mm, every day is a little bit of a stretch, but maybe. How I, do we know unless he gets his chance? Okay, that's fair enough. I mean, I, but I think he can definitely have a place on a roster in the big leagues, fourth outfielder, fifth outfielder, something like that. That seems mm-hmm. more realistic to me, but I don't want to put a ceiling on anybody, so that's fine. And uh, Jose Abreu avoids arbitration, one-year deal. White Sox will have a decision to make down the line with that. And if you're worried about pronouncing Jesus uh, Colome, you could just say the horse. Okay. We can do that. Hey, uh, pick 10 plans on sale now. Get ready for the 2019 season with the flexible and affordable ticket plan. Pick your games, your opponents, your schedule. It starts at $129. That's a good price right there. Visit WhiteSox.com to pick your plan today. One for Lance Johnson, 29 for Keith Falk. Join us in Glendale, Arizona for White Sox spring training. Single game tickets for the 2019 cactus season are at Camelback Ranch, now on sale. Tickets start at just $10 per game with special promotions throughout the season. To purchase tickets online, visit whitesocks.com slash spring or camelbackranchbaseball.com. You can also call 1-800-905-3315. All right, Nikki Delmonico coming up after the 430 News. You won't want to miss the interview. We'll explain something special about this interview coming up. Uh, right before news in two minutes on 720 WGN. White Sox Weekly continuing. 
Terry Tynowitz, Mark Carmen with you till 5 for White Sox Weekly. And the Beat will be with you until 7. Nick Wright, Fox Sports 1. First things first, will be with us at 535 to preview the NFL playoffs. But let's bring in Nikki Delmonico, White Sox outfielder, first baseman, DH leader extraordinaire. And uh, Nikki, I, I believe that uh, we're catching it today uh, uh, on the golf course. How's it, how's it going out there? Uh, it's getting better. Uh, my buddy who I play with all the time, he's, he's uh, trying to get in the waste management open and uh, he showed me a few things and it, it's coming along. I play right-handed, so oh, really? um, it doesn't affect the baseball swing. Okay. Okay. Are you, are you back from Mexico and all that? Yeah, I'm back um, in Arizona training at the facility. Um, with some guys out here, so, um, you know, it's going good. It's getting ready to start up, and it's getting exciting. What would you say the highlight of your off season has been? Um, I mean, the Mexico trip was a lot of fun. That was the first time going out there for me, um, you know, to be with Yomer and um, Tim, uh, Debo, Ron Kittle, and, you know, a bunch of White Sox fans out, you know, away from a baseball field. It was, it was really fun for me, um, you know, to interact with fans and um, – I think that was probably one of the coolest things this offseason. I saw the wiffle ball home run. That was a bomb, Nikki Delmonico. Yeah, that was that was that was Kitty, by the way. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that was off Ron Kittle. And he says it was foul, but it, it it was fair. Everyone there would say it was fair. What's up with all these people tackling you? Don't don't they know that's high priced talent? Yeah, by the way, those are my teammates tackling me. That was Tim and you. <laughs> Well, it looked like you guys were having a lot of fun out there. Have you been following along the uh, the Manny Machado free agency rumors? What's How much attention are you guys paying to what the White Sox have been doing in the offseason? Obviously, you do have some new teammates, John Jay, Yonder Alonzo, et cetera. Yeah, uh, you know, every day when we go into the facility, we got a few guys there, uh, Yolmer, Carlos Rodon, uh, Nate Jones, Larry Garcia, and we kind of talk, talk about it every day when we're hitting. Um, you know, it feels like we have a good shot to get him. Um, you know, I played with him on Team USA. Um, but it would definitely be a plus to our lineup, and it would be, you know, definitely really exciting if we could, you know, you know, pull away with him. What would you tell White Sox fans about him who don't know him as well as you do? I mean, he's a very, very talented player. I mean, ever since I played with him in high school, he, he wowed me in everything, you know, defense, hitting, his arm strength. Um, you know, he can really do it all, and he can take a team and, um, you know, take them a long way. I mean, you saw what he did in the playoffs and what he's done his whole career. You know, he's just a very special player. Have you reached out to him? No, I, I, have, I have not. You know, it's, it's, it's tough because, you know, you're going through the whole transition on, you know, this free agent thing, and it, it's, you know, he could be with us or he could be with someone else. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm waiting for the, the day if we do get him to reach out and, you know, welcome him as a new teammate again. Yeah, and either way, right, you guys are super excited about the season and the Sox making a big step forward this year. I mean, is that kind of how guys are looking at it? You obviously, you hope to, you know, get somebody like that that could help everybody, but also, you know, hey, we're ready to take a step forward. Right. I mean, we have a lot of young talent in this organization. And, and the fact, um, you know, we got a lot of guys returning. We had some new clubs, you know, guys to the club. And if we can add a key piece like Manny Machado um, to the mix, it'll definitely be exciting. Um, going forward into spring training, I think it would be awesome. Um, definitely a boost of confidence. Um, you know, to, right now there's a lot of talk in, in the clubhouse, you know, that we can 
you know, contend in our division and, you know, have a shot, especially if we get a chance to sign a guy like Machado. There's no reason why, you know, we can't compete and, you know, win our division. And I don't want to start any controversy here, but uh, Timmy's, you know, he did such a great job at short last year. You would think he'd, you know, want to keep playing there. It's just, you know, how much pride he takes with being at the spot, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, Tim last year, he I've never seen a guy play shortstop like, you know, like he did last year. He was he made plays that, you know, wowed everybody. Um, you know, he's an unbelievable player. Um, Machado, I don't know where he would play, but I know Tim, um, you know, I, I'd have Tim Anderson as my shortstop any day of the week. Yeah, no no, no doubt about it. I uh, I saw one of, one of the things you tweeted out this winter was you staring at Carlos Rodon in this loving way. Which I thought was awesome, Nick. Nick, you know, I and I yes. and I remember you know talking to Carlos some last year, and it seems like he wants to be that number one guy. I mean, are you getting that sense being around him this winter? Yeah, I mean, he has a presence, and you know, when he takes the mound, it's 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 fun to watch. Um, he's he's definitely able to to take that role. Um, you know, he's got lights out stuff. He competes. He goes out there and you know gives you everything he has every week. So. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that he can't fill that role. I got a question here on uh, you being on base, and you're you're always a chatty guy, and I, I you know you, it seems like you have a great relationship with a ton of your teammates. Do you talk to like let's say uh, you know whatever base hit you're on first? Are you talking to the first baseman? You hit a double. You talking to shortstop, second base? Or are you more quiet when you're out there? Oh no, no, that's where that's like my playground. When I get out there, I talk as much as I can. Um, you know, I, I, I treat it like I'm eight years old again, just playing, having fun, talking to the umpires, talk to fans. Um, I, I talk to everybody. I probably talk too much on the field. Are you, are you trying to get in guys' heads? Uh, maybe. I think maybe I do. But um, for me, it's just to keep me relaxed. Um, you know, it helps me to have fun, helps me to, you know, play loose. Um, you know, it's just the way I've always played. Um, I, I can't really go play nine innings and not say a word. You know, that's just not me. I, I got to be loosey-goosey and, um, to where I can play my best and enjoy the game. Definitely more fun that way. A couple more minutes here with Nikki Delmonico who's on the golf course in Arizona taking a little break before getting back to some training. And then SoxFest uh, coming up this this uh, next weekend. Uh, you're, you're coming in town, are you not? Yeah, I, I get in Wednesday morning, and I believe I'm going to a Bulls game that night. So, um I'm pretty excited about that and um, be back in Chicago, see everybody. And, um, you know, after that, it's, it's go time. You know, the Bulls aren't doing particularly well this year. Yeah, yeah, I, I've noticed that. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's always exciting, though, going to a Bulls game. You know, it's especially with the history, Michael Jordan, Pippen, all those guys, it's definitely going to still still be fun to go to. No, always and forever, no doubt. So, So Jordan or LeBron, you taking Mike? Oh, 100%. 100%. That makes, 100%. Me, that, that makes me feel good. I, I, I saw you also, you were uh, you were paying attention to the Bears this this 12-4 uh, and four run here, Nikki Delmonico. What did you think of uh, the Bears' season and, uh, you know, disappointing ending and all? Yeah, I mean, obviously the ending is tough, but, I mean, they were a fun team to watch. They had so much excitement. One of my favorite things about them is they had the club dub after the game in the clubhouse. Um you know, after they would get a win. Um, but overall, just watching them, I got to meet and talk with uh, Trubisky and, um, you know, Georgia boy, uh, Roquan Smith, and just, you know, uh, get to know, you know, some of the guys and talk to them and, um, you know, pull for your own city. So 
Um, but they're they're a fun team to watch. Um, obviously, you wish they would have you know continued their stretch, but I think they're going to be pretty special going forward. What do you think about like club socks dub or Southside dub or uh, these are terrible names that I just came up with, but maybe. You know, obviously you guys get a walk-off, you do something on the field, but maybe we'll go next level. Long season baseball, a little bit different, but maybe something can be incorporated. Oh, yeah, we're definitely taking the club dub into the, into this next season. I mean, I think that was the coolest thing, um, you know, watching on social media with the Bears, all the guys hype after a game. And that's how it should be, you know. You, you go out there and grind and, you know, come out with a victory. You should, you should be able to celebrate and you know, enjoy the win, and I think that's contagious, you know, with what they were doing, and they got hot, and, you know, it brings teams together. So we're going to get a new level of White Sox postgame celebration this year. Yes. That's awesome. 100%. Uh, la- last two for you. The Carbonaro effect, you and Polka out there, and, I mean, I don't know if you watch it on True TV. The, the guy's unbelievable, and he's selling ketchup and mustard and relish out of a packet. I don't know how the, it, it just some, some funny stuff there. Is that your guy? I really don't know how he does it. It, it blows my mind. I wish I could have seen some of this stuff. I watch all this stuff on TV, and it, it's crazy. Um, it, it's one of the, my favorite shows. I watch that and Impractical Jokers, and um, I, I tell you what, it, it blows my mind with the stuff he does, man. So hold on a second. You're a White Sox player. You're a big time guy, and and Michael Carbonaro won't tell you how he does his tricks. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, come on. You, you're, you're. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know if I need to contact True TV or what. I mean, I I, I think I think something should be going down. All right, here. Last one. I'll let you get back to golf. What what uh, any uh, individual goals you're setting for next year? Do you do stuff like that this time of season? Like how, how you how you I don't know, giving getting yourself ready to go next level coming into spring training? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, start the new year. Um, you always set goals for yourself individually as a team. Um, for me, I want to win the division. Um, I want to do anything to help the team get in the playoffs, whether it be a wild card or whatnot. But um, you know, you got to set goals for yourself. Um, you know, to go after something or else you're just playing the game. Um, obviously, I want to, you know, do things offensively and defensively that, um, you know, I haven't done before. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've set a lot of goals in um, for me in, uh, going into the 2019 season. Awesome. Nikki, great to talk to you. Best luck uh, this season. See you at Sox Fest. Enjoy spring training, all of it, and thanks for taking time. Mark, thank you. I appreciate it. So there we go, Nikki Del Monaco. What do you think, Harry? As uh, we, uh, you just sat there and listened to that whole interview and just didn't I'm fascinated want to say, by didn't, the man. Didn't want to say anything. No, I'm fascinated by the man. I'm uh, also, you know, a healthy Nikki Del Monaco could uh, help this club out. We don't know when uh, Eli's coming. Probably about uh, halfway into April. But bringing club dub White Sox version to the clubhouse this year. I, I like, like it. You got you got to like that, right? Let's hope they get to do it more than sixty-two times. And I, and I would sure hope that they will be making a jump from sixty to one hundred. Yes. And I thought it was interesting. They're sitting around waiting for Manny. Waiting for Manny. Talking about Manny. Hoping on Manny. I mean, that's all going on. The uh, Nikki Delmonico interview sponsored by C.J. Wilson Mazda and ZoomZoomNation.com, where they're always trying to make your car shopping. Fun. Uh, we'll come on back. We're going to honor a guy who's worked at Comiskey Park, New Comiskey Park, U.S. Cellular Field, Guaranteed Rate Field. Uh, he passed away recently. 
and really a Chicago icon. We'll uh, talk about William Dennis coming on back here, 720 WGN. White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. We want to honor a Chicago legend. If you have been to a White Sox game, a Cubs game, a Bears game, a Bulls game, a Blackhawks game, most likely if you had your eyes open, you would have seen William Dennis, who was a large African-American, big arms, gentle giant of a man who sold beer and everything else at all the venues for 30-plus years. And uh, William passed away recently. His funeral was today. And, Harry, I know he has a special place in your heart. You had him at your, at, at your wedding. He was, Yeah, he was at my wedding. You know, uh, when, when Carm says he was large, uh, this guy was in great shape. His He was barrel-chested, and he had just cannons. You know, when you got uh, to see William, you got two tickets to the gun show. Yep. And he was always smiling, whether the Sox were down 10-2 or up 10-2, you couldn't tell. You know, I've always said, you know, one of the coolest things to do in Chicago is a doubleheader. You know, do the day game at at Wrigley, do the night game, you know, at guaranteed rate. This guy worked both ends of the doubleheader constantly. He could hold two beer cups in one hand and pour two beers simultaneously. Try that. Try that at home. And he was always smiling. He would always ask me, you know, have you seen any movies? He was on the cutting edge of film. Like, I would ask him, you know, what movies are good? And he wouldn't say Aquaman. He would s- send me off to some, you know, fine arts theater to, to, to watch some other movie. At, at my wedding, um, my, my friends could order uh, drinks and, uh, you know, uh, hard liquor and, um, you know, uh, and, you know, pop and stuff uh, through the bar. But if they wanted beer, they had to get it from William and another guy who were walking around the wedding in um, beer vendor shirts. And he gave me, as a wedding gift, his uh, Wrigley Field beer vendor shirt. Just the coolest guy since 1977. He beer vended all five professional sports teams in Chicago. So I grew up, and I would see him mm-hmm. mostly as a kid at Chicago Stadium at Bulls games. Uh-huh. And I was intimidated by him. You know, I'm nine, ten you? years old. He's a huge guy. And I just, like as a kid, kind of wanted to talk to him. Because you saw him all the time and he was always smiling and I just wanted to talk to him. But I, but I was, you know, just a young kid and I and I didn't really know how to approach him and whatever. But, you know, you just saw him and it was I just wanted to, like, talk sports or whatever. And then, you know, I've ended for many, 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 too many years and... So I got to know him along with all the other vendors and and William was the most popular vendor of anyone. Not it, it, it's inc- because the vendors just, you know, for a true story, they don't really like each other. <laughs> you see him every day, everyone smells stealing each other's clients. You're 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 cutting people off in aisles. It's just a long season, both ballparks. A lot of you know dudes that are not exactly thrilled to be there every single day, but William was, and I'm, and this is not exaggerating at all, universally liked and respected because he just was a great guy, always a smile on his face, and 
he wasn't he also wasn't uh he wasn't the guy that was going to cut you off in aisles and whatnot he was just out there to you know have his day make his money and go home he, he the most beloved vendor of all time without without question my uncle howard was six foot four 550 pounds 550 pounds oh, my god and you know how like I was unaware I had a drinking problem? I was unaware of Uncle Howard's problem. I would sit there and go, How could someone in my family get to be six foot four? Okay? So the Cubs, we had season tickets. The Cubs welded off an armrest in our season tickets. Okay, so Uncle Howard would have to sit in two seats, basically. And my cousin Liz, bless her heart, would would share, you know, his daughter would share those two seats with him. And when he wasn't there, that's where I would sit with, you know, a lady friend. And William was one of the first guys to say, Harry, who you got in the love seat today? Because they were Uncle Howard's seats. But when William and the beer vendors came by, they were the love seat. Because, you know, there was no armrest to interrupt your, um, you know, coupling. So, um, and a bright guy, Carm, he had degrees in biology and psychology. Yeah, he was very well read. Always, he, he would he would always be you know have some book from somewhere and he'd be like taking another class at one of the universities. That he would uh, you know take class at Chicago State. I think he took classes elsewhere. I don't profess to know everything William Dennis was doing, but he was always right. just just advancing his, himself as far as learning whatever. It, that was just a, a part of what he would work out after every he'd bend the game and then he'd go and work out, which is why he was always well built, and uh, he. You know, he, he loved baseball, but truth be told, he was a diehard Cubs fan. And, but he was, an inc- he was incredibly pessimistic. So the White Sox would come into Wrigley, and he'd walk up to me before the game and say, think they can avoid the sweep? Think they can- <laughs> <laughs> it was, I mean, never any confidence that the Cubs would ever do anything. He, he was such a good guy, such a good dude. And, you know, I, you know, I always, you know, talk to your vendors, tip your vendors, they, they're out there, they go from working in the freezing cold to they can't feel their fingers to the next thing you know, they're working in the, you know, burning hot sun, melting, and, um, you know, just uh, well, if you're, look, really, really, I mean, just, you know, take care of your vendors. They make life easier for you. And, and not, now we live in a world where there's, you know, 700 micro, you know, beers at the ballpark. You can go get. You know, just about any kind of beer from any. You, go, you can go get a Tibetan, you know, pale ale if you'd like. But, you know, when it comes time just for, you know, the beer vendor coming down your aisle and, you, you know, who needs two, um, be sure to tip them and, and think of William. And it won't be the same. You know, I always look for him. You know, I've got family members. You know, I'm like, Lucy, I want you to call your cousin Ira if you're thinking about going to college in Washington, D.C. She's like, who's cousin Ira? I'm like, that's Robert's brother. She doesn't know who my, you know, my, my first cousin. She doesn't know who he is. But we go to a Cubs game. She'd be like, Dad, there's William. William. <laughs> they, uh, I know some of the guys who went to the funeral today. I wasn't able to go myself. But uh, I asked, uh, you know, what stood out in Texas? The emotion from our colleagues in over 20 years of vending. No one was ever sad or shed a tear for any vendor, current or past. And today at the funeral, that was uh, that was not the case. A lot of a lot of emotion out there because he was just that well liked. So William Dennis, thinking of you, and uh, wanted to 
honor and uh, it just in my mind just a Chicago legend as far as going to the ballparks he was there for 42 years yep. he was at all five professional teams major professional teams uh, ballparks yeah stadiums all right quick time out get you in the news 720 WGN